Good afternoon slash coming into evening, I suppose. And welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall, joined once again by Sky and Johnny. And again, we look at another division, another two couple of divisions, I suppose. We've gone for the north, we've gone for over the east. Make sure you go and check them out on all of our social media platforms as well as YouTube. And now we go towards the dreaded south. Uh, I I have not uh, been quiet about uh, my anticipation for this episode being a bit of a dud uh, because I feel like the teams in these decisions are a bit of a dud. Um, maybe harsh of me, uh, harsh to all you AFC and AFC South fans out there. But Johnny, I'm hoping you know, you said you're quite pumped up for these divisions. You, is Mate, I'm. You, uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and change the narrative. I'm going to go for some bold predictions for, for all these teams. Look, there's there's so much excitement. I think, you know, as much as, you know, the quality last year wasn't clearly wasn't there in both uh, the NFC and AFC South. But um, excluding the Jags, every every team has got a new quarterback uh, this year. There's a lot of youth. And um, I think, you know, resetting is, is possibly one of the words for a couple of teams. But... Um, but with that, I think brings a bit of excitement. So yeah, um, a lot of them are headed into a bit of the unknown. But um, but yeah, I think I, th- I think a few a few teams um, in both divisions can can really shock a few people um, in 2023. Since about two o'clock this afternoon, I've been having a bit of a weird headache, niggling headache coming on. It's not <laughs> doesn't paracetamol when I got home, and it's still sort of niggling. You know, is is this going to alleviate my pain, Sky? Is my head going to get more sore after listening to all of this? As long as we don't focus on talking about Ursa and the Colts too much, then I think your head's in uh, is in the clear. I think there's enough excitement around, you know, these rookie quarterbacks coming through, um, some of the moves that have been made uh, by these teams, and you know, free agency like the Panthers made some additions, uh, and yeah, there's some exciting players to talk about. So I'm sure we can uh, jazz both divisions up and make them exciting for you. I do hope so. It needs some jazzing. <laughs> Some jazzing, you know, a bit of pretty stick and glitter. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of stick and glitter, and these divisions are going to come out sparkling by the end of it. We're going to turn this prize pig into I, I don't even know where I'm going to go with that, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> right, let's start off with the NFC, uh, the NFC South, I suppose. And Johnny seems you're so raring to go. I mean, you, you can start us off this week. Which team do you want to uh, start talking about? Um, I'll kick us off with, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll start with a bit of a the doom and gloom, shall we, with the Tampa Bay back, uh, Buccaneers. Obviously, Tom Brady's retirement, they're coming off a, a pretty poor 2022 where, um, yeah, I, I think you could clearly see the, the regression, uh, not just in, in Brady, but across across the board. And I think Tampa Bay stock uh, is going to continue falling this year. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield comes in as... as their starter, but that's a significant um, downgrade from from you know the quarterback play from from last year. And there's been so many questions about their um, offensive line. Yes, they have um, Tristan Wirfs, the um, uh, the um, you know elite right tackle, but I'm aware he's he's maybe moving to to left tackle this year. Um, so there's a bit of transition. I know they lost uh, a few players as well in that unit. So I think it's just about rebuilding, um, and it wouldn't surprise me. I think if if you know the season started poorly, which a lot of people are expecting um, it to be, you know, very difficult that we may see the likes of, you know, Mike Evans, possibly, um, you know, Devin White's been someone who's been mentioned um, about being moved on. Yes, okay, he he's coming off a, a couple of poor seasons, but um, he's still a, a pretty elite talent um, on his day. 
Um, they've obviously got, you know, other, you know, key stars um, that a lot of championship chasing teams will want to want to poach um, for their remaining years. So, um, yeah, it's all about the unit and the, the you know, on both sides, I think there's, there's a lot of question marks for, for Tampa Bay. Um, but, um, but yeah, we're, it's a difficult one there. They, you know, they were the benchmark or have been the benchmark for the last couple of years. And um, uh, all of a sudden they're now, you know, chasing the pack um, in terms of, you know, the, the, the pre-season um, expectations and power rankings sort of boards, they're just continuing to fall. So, that's that's the end of the uh, the pessimism, I think. And um, um, but yeah, it's going to be a difficult year, I think, in Tampa Bay. I watched a lot of Baker Mayfield uh, with the Cleveland Browns being a Pittsburgh team. I saw a lot of his games. Saw a few of his games for the Rams as well. I uh, didn't really see much of him at the Panthers. But would it be bold to say, Sky, that we may be seeing Carl Trask at some point this year? I actually. Well, I think we could, but I don't think so. I'm actually sold on Mayfield and the Buccaneers. I think just get ready. Sold on Mayfield and the Buccaneers. What, what, what in, is this? In terms of their expectations being low, like he, there are weapons there for him to have. I can't be going to say this if we put in a reel or something. He could have a Geno Smith type comeback season. They've got Mike Evans. They've got Godwin. I know Russell Gage has obviously been hurt, but there was um, one of the the younger guys who they who they've got through the through the draft. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he even burnt Sauce Gardner recently in a practice between um, the Jets and the Buccaneers for like a sixty yard play. And I think that was being talked about a lot on Twitter. Um, probably good that I forgot his name because I can keep him for fantasy on the back burner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think like, of course the O line was poor. Um, I don't think Brady was probably as, as bad as some people made out, but clearly he needed to go, and so did Leonard Fournette. And I think they've managed to keep some integral pieces um, to this team in terms of, you know, Levante David, Barrett. Um, you've got uh, Winfield, Colton Davis. And I think there are some pillars there of those championship years where, of course, the Buccaneers don't want to win a Super Bowl, but I don't think they could be as bad as everybody is making out. All Baker Mayfield needs to do is keep those turnovers down. And I think we did see that develop in his time as a quarterback. It's just that, he even managed to take the Browns to the playoffs. People forget about that. Like, this is the Browns. They're not exactly in the best position now, are they, with everything going on? So, um, he's done well uh, there. And I remember the rookie's name. It's Trey Palmer, by the way. Just come to know. But, yeah, I think Tampa Bay, not saying they're going to win the division, but decent chance. So, um, I'm obviously more optimistic than Johnny <laughs> for Tampa Bay. <laughs> No, it's gone. I cannot tell you how angry you're making me deep inside. It's good that's why. Them. That's why I was gone for so long. It's <laughs> <laughs> taken a moment. <laughs> comeback player of the year, Baker Mayfield. Have I come back go. to us? Have I come back to you? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh well. I yeah. That small pit of rage is burning in me. But you think Baker Mayfield's going to have a Geno Smith type season? I mean. I just can't get. I can't get behind it. I can't get behind it. I can't get behind him. I just, it's. I, I just find him a bust. I've just thought he's a bust since the time he came in, and it's just. I, I feel like I'm proving it so far. I don't know. Maybe he can, he can turn some people can it's right. He can say anything more bizarre now, Sky. As we move on to our next team, what team are you going to talk about now? Yeah, let me try to not be as bizarre um, before I get a reputation. I think I'm going to lean towards the Falcons because. This team in 2022. Oh, and, uh, oh Desmond Ridd is going to look like Aaron Rodgers, is he? Oh, is that? <laughs> <him>? <laughs> yeah. 
Me and John Robinson's going to be like LT. AJ Terrell's going to be Revis Island. <laughs> if I talk up uh, B. John Robinson, I'm obviously stating the obvious. I don't really have enough to say about Ridder, but I just think as a team, they were co- very competitive in 2022 compared to where people thought they would be. Um, I think 13 of their 17 games were decided by one score. Um, I saw a stat on that. So we touched upon this last week when we spoke about, obviously, teams like Vikings, Lions, etc. Those, those teams make or break. You know, you can have a great season or awful season, but the one-score game indicator is good to sort of say, OK, our, our roster has some depth. Um, obviously, they have a good O-line. Algier had, what, over a 1,000 yards in his rookie season. So you add B. John Robertson to that. You've got Kyle Pitts. You've got Drake London. Um there is potential there for the Falcons to have an exciting season, but I don't think I know enough about Desmond Ridder to say how I think he'll have a, uh, a good season. Um, obviously, the Mariota project didn't work out, but for them, if they can, uh, if it works out for them, I guess it's a bit like what you said, Freddie, with the Jordan Love situation. They're just going to throw Ridder at it, right, and see what happens. If it works, good. If not, they get a QB next year, and they've still got a great, exciting young roster. And I suppose, Johnny, B. John Robinson's the biggest sort of story coming out of the Falcons right now. People are, you know, how incredible he was at, at Texas. Some people have seen him as the best player in the draft, um, in some opinions anyway. He's already in, completely hyped up that he's going to be incredible in this league. I mean, fantasy football has now started for a lot of people. People have been watching, I'm sorry, people have been already drafting. Um, our baby league uh, drafted the other night with my partners in. Uh, Bijan went in the first round, no surprise there. Um, so already people are starting to talk about him. And I, I mean, when we, when Sky just said then, Pitts, London, Robinson, like this offense sounds on paper really electric. Um, do you think Robinson might be the key piece to getting this getting this going, even though Algier had a top season last year? Yeah, I think Robinson is the absolute mustard. He just looks, you know, the speed, the burst, the um, the power. Yeah, just 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 a. Uh, an unreal asset to have on, on on any team, and like you say, it's so exciting the the, the youth of um, you know obviously Pitts had a pretty poor season last year compared to his rookie year. Um, he's coming back from an injury, so he's got a massive point to prove. Um, as you know, he's had all this hype as uh, best college tight end of all time. He needs to you know set down a precedent and um, and really show himself to be a, a top five um uh tight end and same with Drake London as well you know he was the um he was the first uh receiver drafted um in last year's draft that's correct isn't it yeah um and he was fairly quiet I think you know compared to you know his his, his um um you know his peers from that class uh the likes of Garrett Wilson um um, Alave at the Saints. Uh, you know, London has has to step up another gear, and um, I mean, you know, Desmond really is slightly unknown. He, I think, he stood his own quite well last year when he when he came in as a starter. But, you know, this offense is only going to go as as far as he can take it. And I think for me, um, and probably many others, I'm not sure. Yeah, like yourselves, I think if you compare the, the ceiling of the player to the, the unit or the, the weapons around him, then, you know, the latter is far more potential. And, you know, that's, you know, the risk of what they'll be missing this year. But I'm looking at this this Falcons um, schedule uh, and honestly, I'm going to go bizarre. I think they could get 10, 11 wins this year if everything just clicks. They, you know, they've what got... What's going a- on on this podcast today? <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> 
You've got to go bold. I think, t- t- I mean, Tal Haneke's a, a very solid pickup, um, the Bruin as well. I think, um, yeah. you know, if worse comes to worst, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not for any reason saying that Tal Haneke could leave them to, you know, an 11 win season, but. I think if if there's just that one bit of clicking um, with Desmond Ritter, then my word, these Falcons are going to surprise a few people. I think they've got, you know, a good offensive line. Um, weapons are outrageous. Um, the defense needs to step up, but I think they, they, they they've um, um, you know they've added some some um, uh, some names this year. They've got a new DC in the the um, you know from the Saints who was I can't remember his name, but obviously the Saints have had such a dominant. Um, defensive line over the last you know, decade. Um, you know, hopefully he can, he can bring some of his So, mate, I'm really excited about the Falcons. Um, just takes that one, one bit of clicking, one bit of clicking. <laughs> Ready um, 11, 12 wins. Come on, here we go. Of course, we're going to be seeing this 10 win team at Falcons in London as well <laughs> against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, at Wembley. At Wembley. Uh, if 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 I'm right, um, yeah, I feel like my headache's just getting worse here. Um, I'm probably getting <laughs> as well because my Wi-Fi is playing up, but it's fine. Um, Johnny, we'll stick on you. Who who next do you want to talk about in the NFC uh, South outside of the Carolina Panthers or the Orleans Saints? Um, I will probably go for the Panthers. I think because they've been, you know, they've probably had the most change this um, this off season with obviously a new head coach, Frank Reich. And trading up to the number one overall pick in the draft to select Bryce Young, and yeah, again, really, really, really positive. Probably not as positive as the, the Falcons for the Panthers because I still see there's you know a lot of um, you know a lot of change that can take time for uh, particularly for a, for a rookie QB to you know adapt. And I mean, we know everything about the the the, the, the talent and potential of Young. Um, it's just unfortunate that the you know the, the main headlines that we've seen is you know everything that comes with it with with you know the makeup of um, of, uh, of the player. Um, but yeah, the talent is there to, for all to see. If um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping for all you know a partnership like um, Doug Peterson and um, Trevor Lawrence last year, where there was you know a franchise was at the bottom in terms of mm. expectations. And, you know, the Panthers have a relatively, had a really relatively good team last year, but I think that's the, the, the quarterback situation just let them, let them down. Um, they've got Josh McCown coming in as well. He was expected to be the, the Texas um, Texans head coach. So I think that, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty cool that he's, he's managed to end up as uh, I think it's a quarterback coach uh, for young. So I'm looking forward to, to, to really seeing that, um, you know, young develop. Um, and I hope that, you know, the Panthers can just stick with him through difficult times because it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, I'm, I'm sure, but um, what else? The, the, the defense as well, that has to be on point, obviously um, to keep them in games and, and really help the, the development of a, of a young quarterback. Um, they've got the uh, they've got the DC from uh, the Broncos, who and we know you know how good the Broncos were last year. Obviously, didn't equate on the offensive side of the ball, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm hoping that the unit in um, in uh, Carolina can be um, uh, you know can bring that sort of experience and expertise to 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 uh, to the to the team. So yeah, I'm waffling on a bit, but I mean anyone is a comp- uh, contender in in this in the south. So, you know, why not the the Panthers as well? 
um, with a new rookie QB. So yeah, I think um, you know there'll be a lot of eyes on on um, on, on Young, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing what he's like as an NFL player. And we'll move. Oh, well, I, I'll put my fifth pin in about the uh, Panthers. Panthers on this podcast have been uh, massively supported year on year. I mean, when Adam and well, Andrew was doing the show more regularly than myself, when then Adam and Andrew and myself were doing the show more regularly last year and, and the year before that, we were very hot on the Panthers every year. We said that they could be a playoff team. We really liked their their age. They're all very young, very, very good players. And we said, you know, if it does click at that quarterback position, it, this team could really go. I know they've they've lost a couple of key personnel people like DJ Moore, but bringing in someone like Bryce Young, I, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. I just, I don't want to put any more stock in the Panthers than I already have because I've put good stock in the Panthers every year that they're going to be the team that comes out on top in that division. I'm going to wait and see this time. I think Frank Reich's a really good um, coach and could certainly definitely develop Bryce Young. And they, he's got some good players. There. I mean, getting Adam Thielen in is quite an astute signing, I think. You know, someone who is um, who is experienced and is, is still a, a good player. Um, they might just not be able to take the top off of teams just yet, but I think they could be certainly competitive in a lot of games. Um, so, Sky, it's just an all-in Saints to, to talk about. Derek Hart is going to work some magic for New Orleans. I think that probably of the four teams, they're probably most people's favourites. I know uh, Johnny was talking about the Falcons getting 10-11 wins. I think whoever wins this division will probably be at about 10-7, and 7, right, because of the state that it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously great that Derek Carr's there. I like Derek Carr. I think a lot of people root for Derek Carr. He's, he's a good guy. I think he's probably quite... He's that middle guy, right, where is he underappreciated? Is he not as good? I, I think he is an NFL viable quarterback. It's just what's mm-hmm. around him. Um, I really like Alave as a receiver. There's obviously always question marks over Michael Thomas's health, but um, they've got Shahid as well. He's obviously a speedster. Um, I know Alvin Kamara is going to be missing a few games for, with suspension, um, but I think if they can withstand some of the defensive line overhaul that they've had and the offense can get into a rhythm early, um, they have a good shot of winning the South. And I think probably the, I don't know if it's an underrated weapon of all, but we saw Johnson, the tight end, who's probably good enough to play receiver, right? Um, he had a, he had a great season last year, and we know how good uh, Derek Carr's rapport was with um, Darren Waller um, as a Raider. So I think he could have another good season at that position. They got Foster Moreau as well in, in as well, didn't they? Who obviously was also Derek Carr's teammate. So I think there's some some good pieces on that offense, a um, bit of stability with the coaching staff, and yeah, I'd probably make them as a as my not bold choice and being logical. The Saints are probably at this point the favourites until the season starts, but only just about. Yeah, I would say if I was going to take it now, I'd say the Saints are going to top that division. I'm a lot bigger on Derek Carr than a lot of people. I also think everyone every year underrates the Saints defence. They're always really top to, even though there has been turnaround, they always keep their key guys, people like Cam. And they're always a really hard defence to go up against. And it's a hard place to go as well going to New Orleans and, and trying to play them in their backyard. Um, I, and, and I really want to do really well here. Like I said, the offence is going to be maybe a bit trickier, but the Raiders hasn't got many of these big names. I have a suspension, but they're bringing Jamal Williams just off of a hot streak of last year. This could be a really interesting team. It could They could almost have two very different seasons in the bye week, um, depending on how it goes and depending on injuries and, and keeping players in form 
Um, so we'll just have to see what happens with that in New Orleans. Um, let's go on to the AFC South. Um, and I will probably, I'll jump back to Sky again. I'll give him the start on this one with the AFC South. A bit more a, a, a vision, but I'm a little bit more interested, I suppose, over the NFC. Um, like we said in this, uh, the title is rookie quarterback division. There's a lot of some rookie quarterbacks in both these divisions and a lot of quarterback movement as well. So it's certainly very interesting. But who do you want to kick off with in the AFC South? It's tough, right? <laughs> I'll go with. Um, I think I'll go with uh, the Houston Texans. I think that okay. they could potentially be Jacksonville's strongest competition because of them being new look. Um, everyone's obviously talking about Demarco Ryan's. We saw how great he was uh, leading that 49ers defense last year, and I know everyone's talking about C.J. Stroud. Um, and I mean, naturally, so right when uh, you're the new franchise quarterback, that's going to be the case. But I think Ryan's has a a lot of several additions on this defense, which can make an impact. So obviously everyone's going to talk about drafting Will Anderson, but they've also got Sheldon Rankins. You've got Jimmy Ward at safety, um, Perryman, the, the linebacker had a good season last year as well. So I think it could be an unexpectedly big turnaround. The only question mark for me really with the Texans is um, that defense is going to be the one keeping them in games. And I don't know about the receiver position because when you've got the likes of, um, Dell and Xavier Hutchins and these rookies, they have a chance to make a name for themselves. And arguably this is probably the best franchise you could go to as a rookie to, to start immediately because, you know, their other main receivers are who Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and I think they got Noah Brown, who was at the Cowboys. So there's not like massive uh, weapons in that passing game. But then on the flip side, you've also got Pierce and Singletary as a one-two punch running wise. So if that stays healthy and you have a strong defense, then that could take some pressure off of Stroud and, yeah, I think they could have quite a good season. Is this a bit of a no-pressure situation for them, Johnny, as well? Like we talked about with with the Packers and um, with the with the Falcons as well. Not the Falcons, as we say, there's no pressure on them. The books, I suppose, as well, like coming up to the next draft for the quarterback position. However, I don't think the Texans is about, obviously, the quarterback position. It's more about... Let's see what we've got with this quarterback. Let's develop this team. We've got some young guys. We've had some high draft picks. We're probably still going to get some high draft picks. Um, we traded away a pick to go and get Will Anderson this year. Is it just, you know, got a new head coach? Is it is it just sort of a feeling out? This is going to be a sort of feeling out where they're going to be going, the Texans, really, rather than this being, you know, sort of ride or die season, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. I like the, um, you know, what, what Sky said about the the – it being a great place for a rookie to go to, obviously with with the amount of change and the change of culture around uh, Houston, new head coach who's you know I'm sure he's got such a, a huge buy-in from the fans, um, given his you know his affiliation with uh, with the Texans. So you know to come into that environment where there's there's no pressure as such because they've had such a, a difficult few years um is yeah i think that's that's the right sort of thing to um you know say it and you know there's a lot of excitement obviously with with those rookies who've come in stroud and anderson in particular um i'm probably not as um you know positive yet that a, a, a sky i still think you know it's, it's 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 bold to even say that they'll win six seven games this year um i do think that you know i think overall until we, we we've seen on the field i think you know we've had players um you know for the likes of um stingley last year who you know was drafted over um source gardner you know he's got a big point to prove okay it wasn't necessarily um 
uh, was necessarily bad, but really has to step up uh, again to uh, you know to um, justify why the um, the Texans took him so early. Um, I think Damien Pierce as well um, has another prove it year. I think he started so brightly and had was just a little bit inconsistent at times. So yeah, another big one for for him. So. I think that the roster is building. It's certainly not the worst NFL team, but um, you know, it's and it's and it's been crawling, um, you know, up the up the rankings, in my opinion, um, um, over the last year or so. So yeah, I think there's a lot to get excited about this year. But it's you know, it's not it's about not about that, you know make or break um, year. I think there's some exciting games that uh, fans will be be looking at, particularly you know, week 16 um, against the Cleveland Browns. You know, a bit of a revenge game uh, with um, with Deshaun Watson, and um, I think you know, winning a game like that um, could really have a, a profound impact on on this roster and you know the directions of where the Texans um, go in the next couple of years. Also, again, the sounds of look, we all all three of us live in London. You get the sounds of London, oh, yeah, police sirens and ambulance sirens going off. That's just London City, baby. The big smoke. That's how we roll <laughs> around happening. here. Oh, is it happening? It's all. It's all happening. It's all happening okay. in London City. Um, <laughs> Johnny, why don't we go back to you, mate? Because it sounds like you've got either the Jags, the Titans, or the other team that's in the South. It's completely escaping me. God, the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah, that, we... that team. Why do we go with I, that I team? Be... Who... I meant to. Be... And what's worse is I'm meant to be plugging something about the Colts as well. Well, well, um, yeah, we'll go to the Colts because I mean, it's all a bit of a joke, isn't it? Um, I've said oh, it. I've it's said meant it, to be like so big, oh, positive exact... season this year, and it's just yeah, not coming. It just, it just, it just hasn't. I think, I think I've mentioned it about a couple of teams over the last couple of episodes about you know, the distractions off the field and how poorly a, a club is run or perceived to be run off the field has such an impact on, you know, the, the you know, the, the overall uh, prospect of a, of a franchise and, and how they're able to put them on the field. And I think it's all the noise that, you know, Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor have created over the last couple of weeks has, has really, you know, dampened the mood, I think, going into this year, uh, particularly with all the changes, you know, the new head coach and the uh, quarterback. So, you know, you know this this um, um, you know feud between the two. I think has to to to, to end quickly, and I think that ends with 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 Taylor being moved on um, because I think you know, like I've said, it's it's not just a distraction for the front office. Uh, you know, this flows down to the the the, the coaches and the, the players as well. And we I think we saw that you know last year um, uh, quite a bit in in Indianapolis. But I think if we if we're just looking. Player wise and taking you know the off field stuff um, you know out, out of out of context, then you know it's good to see a, a new head coach um, in Steve Stacken and um, you know Anthony Richardson as well, an absolute freak of an athlete, um, and I just can't wait to, to to see what he's like as an NFL player. Um, it was so exciting to watch as a college player. You know he can run over people, he can blitz people downfield, he can you know sling it you know 60, 70 yards, um, but he's still very raw and you know. I think he hasn't had, you know, an incredible amount of, you know, experience in college. Okay, he's not necessarily Trey, Trey Lance, but, you know, there's a lot to work on. And I feel that the Colts, you know, have obviously been very quick to move on from um, from, from quarterbacks if it hasn't gone particularly right. And I think there'll be an element of, you know, having to stick with, with uh, the quarterback if things aren't going, um, you know, terribly well. But, 
I think that marred with um, with the off the field business is is um, is, is difficult. But, um, but yeah, try and be positive. You know, I think the new head coach, obviously coming from Philly, I think that's perfect for for Anthony Richardson. Um, if um, you know, seeing what the offensive scheme is is going to be like, is going to be anything different to what Jalen Hurts was um, was doing and how he developed as a, an NFL quarterback. Um, but um, but yeah, let's let's see what um, what state the franchising is in uh, come week one because uh, it could turn a little bit ugly. I mean, like I don't, I, you know, what? I I wanted to go into Sky and go where do you think John Taylor will go, but I don't particularly want to just focus on John Taylor. Because this is about their team. I don't think it's mm. a massive shame, Sky. Like Richardson gets drafted, where everyone's like dead excited for him as well. Like everyone's dead excited to see where he goes. Everyone's dead excited to see what he becomes. He goes to a Colts team where they go, all right, like this is cool for them. And then this whole Taylor stuff is just completely changing the conversation of what we should be talking about is Colts team. We should be focusing on not putting pressure on Anthony Richardson and such, such, but sharing the excitement with the Colts fans about what Anthony Richardson can be for this team. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I was excited for the Colts in the sense of, you know, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, running those RPOs. I mean, because, you know, you can you can implement any scheme into, into an offence, right? And it can work if you've got the right pieces. Um, but I think, and especially as, as Johnny's mentioned, you've got the, the Eagles offensive coordinator coming over and how effective their offence was last year. There's a lot of excitement. But I think having a player like Jonathan Taylor just demands a bit more respect from opposing defences to be like, right, we actually need to pay attention to these RPOs, Richardson running the ball. Um, and annoyingly for a guy who, you know, despite being basically looks like Cam Newton 2.0, he's only played what? 13 career college start so he needed someone to, to lean on because there's a lot of pressure um i think obviously he has he has a great ceiling um but yeah it's really tainted any expectations all the stuff that's gone on i mean even the o-line is questionable other than quinton nelson we saw how much matt ryan got destroyed with their with their o-line the defense has fallen off in the sense that you had shaquille leonard who was probably for the first four seasons one of the best linebackers in the nfl and then Last year, he had back surgery and only played three games. So I think there's a lot of question marks on the Colts. And like you alluded to, the excitement was probably there when they were saying, oh, Taylor Richardson, new OC. But now that one thing's changed and this is a yeah. top story, NFL media's run with it. And there's a lot more unnecessary pressure on Richardson now. Well, if you do want opinions on where Jonathan Taylor may go, we have got a fantastic article that is on all our, our social media content. It is on our website as well, written by Dan Roast, titled Where Next for Jonathan Taylor. Make sure you check out that article. It's really well uh, well wrote. And uh, I'm sure Dan and ourselves will really appreciate you guys tech going to check it out. Uh, Sky, why don't we move on to either the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Tennessee Titans? I feel like well you know you know i was gonna leave it i was gonna leave it don't worry about it don't worry about it i want to talk about the jags but it's not fair to i knew you were gonna say that's what i meant you want to take the jags but that's not fair (laughs) that's not that's not fair for johnny considering i took the texans who i was quite excited to talk about so i've got got a (laughs) bizarre bold prediction for the jags so I'll, I'll, i'll wait that then no, I want you to lead with that then, and I can chip it off. So I'm going to go no, with the time. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Okay, <laughs> well, seeing as Johnny wants he wants to go with the Jags, I'm going to go. I think even if the Jags are exposed against the tougher teams on their schedule, and I feel harsh using the word exposed, but I've looked at the schedule. They've got the Chiefs, 
the Niners, the Ravens, who I'm excited about, and obviously the Bengals. There's enough, what do you want to call it, low-hanging fruit or, you know, easy games there for them to have another winning season and potentially win another AFC South. I think, obviously, the big excitement is Trevor Lawrence going from an awful season with Urban Meyer, where he was 12 touchdowns, 17 picks, to 25-8 and last year, over 4,000 yards. Um, ETN having over 1,000 rushing yards. They go and add Calvin Ridley who I'm sure you guys have seen the video as well, where like, I don't know which receiver is running. It looked like slow motion compared to Calvin Ridley. Like he looks sharp. Um, and we know the potential of the Jags defense as well. I know it's mostly the same pieces as last year. Um, I believe Josh Allen's in a contract year, which usually motivates players anyway. Um, you know, when you've got the likes of Trayvon Walker, uh, you've got Devin Lloyd, who had a good rookie year. They've got Tyson Campbell at corner. Um, even though there's probably some more question marks on that secondary. I think there's enough good young pieces for the Jags to do well. The only thing now is that once you become the top dog in the division, you need to back it up and do it again. And obviously last year they started three and seven, somehow ended up winning the division. And now they need to back that up and, and have a good 2023. I'm on the edge of my seat, Johnny. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> uh, I might have to retract actually after Sky um, mentioned that the, the, the Jaguars schedule, but I was going to say that the the, the Jags could be they could, they could push the one seed in the AFC, but I'm going to retract. I, you know what? When because... you say that, when you say the Falcons could be a ten win team, if you live in that world, I think the Jags could be a uh, could be a thirteen win team. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, honestly, no, honestly, I I think the Jags could be in position yeah. to be eleven plus. I don't think that's mad. Absolutely, I I, no, I, I don't I, think that's mad. I um I think. I think um, Trevor Lawrence this year could easily become, um, you know, top five, top three quarterback in the league. He's, yeah, you know, the talent is there, and honestly, I'm thinking he's hitting five thousand yards, pushing forty touchdowns, single digit ints. Um, the guy on his day, I think, towards the back end of last year, just just looked unplayable. And um, mm -hmm. I think with the you know the additions that they've made this this off season. Yes, they've lost. You know, I think a couple of um, a couple of names on on defense, and um, they've got offensive line issues with with Cam Robinson. I think missing a, a few opening games, but uh, uh, you know Lawrence and um, and Pedersen have had um, um, uh, you know another year of building their um, their offense, and um, I. I really do think that um, you know he's he's, he's that good. Um, I also think it's a big year for for Trayvon Walker and you know uh, Sky. You've mentioned um, Josh Allen as well um, and how motivated he should be. But I think Trayvon Walker. I think you know we were all you know at this stage we can say it was an absolute stretch to, for the Jags to take Walker first overall. He was you know decent last year, but wasn't quite hitting the numbers that someone like Aiden Hutchinson or the height that Aiden Hutchinson was, was was getting. But you know, I'm sure he's more motivated than than you know than he was this time last year. I think he looks in, in, in brilliant shape going into the new year. And obviously with 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 Alan on the other side, I think they're just going to be, you know, a, a really good force um on this D line. Um and yeah, I'm I'm very, very, very positive about the Jaguars. Um I could honestly see them beating teams like the um um, teams, you know, that I could see them beating the Chiefs in in, in week two. I could see them beating uh, the Bengals in uh, the back end of the year. Um, I, I really do put them in, you know, that sort of 
sort of category and, and you know teams that perhaps you know have an elite quarterback but not necessarily the the, the, the best defense I think um you know could could at some point struggle to to match what the Jags um I think are about to do in 2023. It could certainly be for me if there was going to be a, if you had a quarterback five top five of the minute of like Mahomes Hertz Allen Burrow Lawrence would be on probably five for me at, at the minute. I could certainly see be by the top of the year, Lawrence being in that top three. And I think it would be Pat Mahomes, Lawrence, Burrow. I think in that top three. I think if anything, I think but I think Allen and Hertz are the most at risk to be dropping down that sort of top five echelon, so to speak. I considering we're hopefully going to see them you know, well. Hopefully, we're definitely going to see him twice this year in the UK. I'm hopefully going to see him twice this year, but we shall see what and wait what happens with that. I am so so positive about this team. I just think they've got all the right things in all the right areas. They'll need the rub of the green. They'll need some luck. Um, but these teams get it. I think like, like, Tre- Trevor Manning, who is Andrew's dad, Trev, big shout out, Trev, been one of the biggest supporters of myself and this podcast and this whole journey we've been on for the whole time. He's been there every step of the way. He and, and Johnny Gilbert, who also did a lot of the fantasy show, last, fantasy show last year, who also has been on the podcast. Trevor has been on the podcast as well, giving him a bit more of a hype up, I suppose. When they took Lawrence, he was uh, at home a lot. Um, so he was watching lots of college football. And he was so like, Lawrence is the next greatest thing, next greatest thing, next greatest thing. Got drafted and Johnny was just like, I, you know, it's just not coming back. And he just kept going, just wait. Just he doesn't make I'd be... I'd be flabbergasted. It'd be obscene. And as I think it was last year, they, we all saw each other. And he said to Johnny, he was like, I told you. I told you it was going to come good. And it finally has. And I think Jags fans were really a little bit nervous at the start that it was maybe going to... But it was going to tip off with Lawrence, maybe. And it, he wasn't quite ready to be top level. But, I mean, he's just showing it. I think he's, he's the... He's, he's probably the youngest, most exciting quarterback in the league at the moment. And I'm going to say youngest. I, I, I mean, like, as in, he's not been in the league that long compared to Mahomes, compared to Hertz and, and players like that. So I'm, I'm just dead excited about this, team, which means for Johnny, you've got to talk very briefly about the Titans, which I'm sure won't be a long conversation at all. It's not giving <laughs> the Titans much traction. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure what to make of the, the, the Titans, I think, uh, going into 2023. They're. You know, obviously missing out on the playoffs last year. Um, I think we saw the start of what could be um, what could be a bit of a reset for them with obviously their new general manager, um, Ron Carthen, coming in. And there were a couple of old, you know, the old guards that have been moved on. Um, and I think, you know, all suggestions pointed to a bit of a clear up, but. You know, we're we're here with obviously Ryan Tannehill's the the starting quarterback. Uh, there's been a lot of noise about Derrick Henry. They've signed DeAndre Hopkins, who you know is into the you know, the twilight years of his career. Obviously, you know, still a fantastic player, but um, but I'm I'm not sure where to position the the uh, the, the, the Titans. Um, I think you know what you're getting with you know Mike Vrabel. He is a team that. Um, you know, builds a, a solid defense and um, you know very run heavy, big Derek. But I, I I don't know where they I don't really know where to put them. Um, but if you know I was pushed, I'd put them in the in the bottom half of the uh, the teams in in the 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 AFC. I think there's you know a lot of question marks on um, their 
um, offensive line, all right. They brought in um, it's uh, Skronsky from, um, um, from from Northwestern at college. Um, I think that's where it was at. Um, he he looked a you know a bit of a stud going into the, the the draft. I was quite keen for the Jets to you know um, push up to, to to maybe get him, but obviously he's landed in in Tennessee, and I think that's um, you know a good suiting pot. But but again, we don't really know too much about him at an NFL level. Uh, I think the the secondary's got some um, you know some questions to to answer. See, there's um, some awful news actually um, coming out of the NFL about. Um, uh, the cornerback Farley about his family being involved in um, a house explosion and, and, and thoughts go out to, to all of those involved. Um, but uh, but yeah, other than other than that, I'm not sure there's much, too much depth um, at, at the position. Um, but um, but yeah, I, let's see how this team's doing in, in mid season. I think if um, you know they start very poorly and they've got some you know toughish games to to, to start out of the year, I think. Um, um, I think you know we could see players being potentially moved on, um, which I think has sort of been coming. I think for the, the last couple of years, and um, you know this isn't a team that I don't think that's going to go deep in in the playoffs if they if they can get there. Um, and I think in in that sort of scenario, that's when you know you look to to a rebuild. I think that's definitely coming with uh, the Titans. Very quick, Sky. Because we've only got about two minutes left. I I, I just think they're going to be all right. I mean, they'll be all right. Like they're not going to be good. They're not going to be great. They're just going to be all right. The problem is with all right is you get slapped back in the middle of the draft and you don't really have the currency to be able yeah. to go get someone elite. I'm looking at the clock and give myself 60 seconds. I think people forget <laughs> that they started so strong last year. They were seven and three, obviously, before the wheels fell off. And I agree with you, Freddie, that I think if they didn't get those injuries last year, they put almost certainly should have won that division. I mean, one of the, probably the biggest uh, choke jobs that I can think of in, in recent years doing that. Uh, made some underrated moves in picking up um, the tackle from the Eagles. Is it Dillard? Um, Dillard yeah. yeah, linebacker from the Niners they've got. Um, I know uh, Key, um, Arden Key also come over yeah. from from the Jags. So, you know, good stuff there. Um, obviously, they've got Will Levis. The question marks are there over Tannehill and his ability. Um, but I think as, as poor as the secondary is, they still have Kevin Byard. They still have Derek Henry. Um, and I think that I did see a stat that they were still top 10 in hurries and QB hits, even though they only had 39 sacks. So that speaks to what Johnny said about them being a strong defense. And we've seen they've even gone toe to toe with Mahomes multiple times. So, yeah, I think they'll they'll be all right. But obviously, this the issue is what is the long term going to be if they don't get um, a, ch- a franchise quarterback or um, a high draft picks. But let's see. Well, thank you both uh, for joining me on this episode. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Sky. If you're an AFC or an NFC South supporter, if you support any of them, eight teams, why don't you let us know in the comments and on social media about what you think of our episode, whether we're talking out of our asses or maybe making some sense. I don't know. I don't know about that. Our jury's still out on that one. Uh, make sure you check out that wonderful article uh, by Dan Rowe on our social media as well. Check us out on all platforms, on YouTube as well. Lots more content coming your way. We'll see you all again very soon. Well, we'll finish up the divisional lookup uh, to go to the West. And then the start of the season is very quickly upon us. See you all again next week.